Greetings, Journey fam. Welcome back to a new episode of The Journey with Rhonda and Kalia. The Journey is just a space that we've created where we can talk, reflect, laugh, strategize, and even uplift one another all around just the many life experiences that we share. So we are glad that you are here, glad that you're listening and tuning in, and invite you to stay on the journey with us. Now, if you are listening for the very first time, we want to just encourage you to go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes. There's some great content out there. Gems have been dropped in so many of the episodes, and we really think you'll enjoy it. And go ahead and subscribe, leave a review, and just connect with us. And for all of you who have been listening with us regularly and are connected to us, we thank you so much for all of your support. And we hear you when you send the messages and all of the things just encouraging and supporting us. And so thank you for being a part of this journey with us. So on today, we are going to just talk a little bit. um, Well, let me back up. We're going to continue Mm -hmm. this conversation around self-care. If you've been listening in the last couple of episodes, we've just been talking about self-care, which has been so timely. We couldn't have planned it better ourselves. It literally has just been a part of the plan and divinely inspired is the way I like to think of it. Um, Just around self-care, which is a major hot topic. And today we want to take that a little further and talk about when to ask for help. And so we recognize that sometimes um, asking for help is not always easy for some people. Sometimes asking for help is very easy. And today we just wanna explore, like when do you ask for help and recognizing that asking for help is actually a form of self-care. So to get us started, let's first say, hello, Rhonda. Hey, girl, how you doing? Hey, Journey fam. We are good. I'm good over here. So uh, kick us off and let's talk a little bit about just this asking for help. And I really want to get to the specifics, right? We're two women. We are two very busy women Mm -hmm. who can attest and have shared our stories of doing team too much and being overwhelmed (laughs) and all of that. So Let's talk about just this whole women and asking for help. First, like, do you think it's hard for women to ask for help? But then more specifically, how do you ask for help? And is it hard for you? All right. So, you know, we have this, I think, reputation now for tackling these big old issues that have so many layers to them. But I think in short, the answer is to the first part of the question. I think the answer is yes, absolutely. I do think that it is hard for women to ask for help. I think that we, um, some of us can sometimes suffer the superwoman complex Mm -hmm. either because that's something that we want to sort of ascribe to ourselves or people have put those labels on us or maybe some combination of both. But I do think that we have a history in this country, in our culture, talking about Black women specifically, but I don't Mm -hmm. think it's just relegated to Black women, but obviously that is the context that both of us um, experience on a daily basis. And I do think we just have um, sort of this history of we do it all, we take on more, we don't say no. 
Um, people know that they can count on us. They know that we can do these things. So, right, this whole black girl magic, like we, mm-hmm. we, we sort of lift those things up and we are all of those things. But I think inherent in that, it, it, it sort of um, uh, makes us feel like we can do it all and should do it all and are expected to. And so I think because of that, it, it's hard to say I need help and not because of the actual asking for help, but what asking for help says about that thing that we either feel about ourselves mm-hmm. or that other people put on us. And That's so right. I was reading something recently that I thought was a really interesting way to think about it. And asking for help is essentially saying, hey, I'm struggling, yep. which is a, really something that you should do and feel like you're doing from a place of strength, but I'm struggling feels weak. And so I think none of us want to feel weak. And so asking for help is an admission that in this specific thing, this specific time in my life, I am struggling. I need help. And so I think it's hard. Um, So for me, so you asked us to personalize it a little bit. Mm -hmm. I would say for me now, like in today's context, I think I kind of have the help thing, asking for help thing down, not perfect, but I think I've gotten enough practice in doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say having children really helps me along that way, getting to a point where there were times where I was like, these things are not going to get done unless I have some help. And I think just like anything, you get a little bit of practice. You take the risk the first time in doing it, it becomes easier. And mm-hmm. so, um, and we can talk a little bit more later about some of the specific ways that, that I do ask for help regularly, mm-hmm. but it's, I, I don't find it as hard for me now as I probably did in my earlier years. So even just thinking early thirties, early years of being a mom, but now 44 year old Rhonda, um, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm a, I'm an outsourcer. Like I keep the economy going. And so, yes, because not just of the help that I ask for from friends and family, but for the help that I'm willing to pay for. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I am proud about, something that I am not shy about, something that I am grateful to God for the resources to be able to do, mm-hmm. because it really, um, I think it really has helped, uh, help me in my self-care, help me to manage all that I have going on. So I've, I've definitely gotten better at the asking for help thing. But how That's about it. you? Tell us your journey about asking for help and then also weigh in on what you think about um, women asking for help and whether or not, generally speaking, you think it's something hard for us to do. Oh, yes. Um, so I'll start with the latter and, and kind of weigh in on the, the hot topic of women okay. and asking for help. Um, so yeah, I think it is definitely hard for women to ask for help. And I'm going to say probably universally, it probably is, but speaking specifically out of just the cultural context, right? Being a Black woman, I think it's very difficult uh, for Black women to ask for help because Black women, we've been socialized um, and I think we've inherited this Mm -hmm. legacy of 
the strong black woman syndrome. Um, and, and so I'm going to put a pin and just plug because I think it's amazing. And, and I don't always, you know, bring up books and things, but there is a book that I think is amazing. And I recommend to every black woman to read. It's by um, Dr. Shaniqua Walker Barnes, and it's called mm. Too Heavy a Yoke. Uh, Black Women and the Burden of Strength. And so Dr. Mm. Shaniqua is just amazing. She's a psychologist. She's a pastoral theologian. um, And this book is just groundbreaking and exploring this burden of strength that Black women carry and the implications of that on our mental, physical, Mm. and spiritual health and well-being and just how much... um, it, it, it really is a burden and how much it hurts us. Right. And so I think that, you know, to, to deviate from that back to what I was saying, I think we have been socialized in this way. And I think of even myself to personalize it. Um, I, I know I struggle with asking for help and I've gotten a little bit better. And I mean, like a little bit like <laughs> microscopic progress in okay. the asking for help. And a big part of that is all about how we perceive um, others to see us, how we think others um, embrace, right? And so there's this, this feeling and this image that I have of always being the one that has it all together and that mm. can make it happen. And so I've struggled in my 20s and my 30s and now even early 40s with this understanding of asking for help or this idea of asking for help means I don't have it all together. And it's just starting um, as I turned 40. So I guess it is like every decade brings some kind of new breakthrough, right? It's some kind of new freedom because I'm just starting to get to the place of realizing that asking for help doesn't mean I'm weak and it doesn't mean I don't have it all together. And who cares if I have it all together or not? Like you need help, girl, get help. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I have found very interesting. um, Marriage has helped me get there because I have a husband who like, he's probably like you, like he will ask for help, pay for help, get all the help. It doesn't matter. Like, (laughs) Where do we need the help? How do we get, and, and his mindset has always been, what do we need so that you can be happy and not feel burdened and stressed out? So what does that look like? And I think he would hire the whole world if he could, yeah. right? To just make sure all the things, um, and that's been helpful to relax in the times when I've been resistant to the help, like resistant to, Hey, you're about to have another baby. Like we need somebody right. to come in and help us. And I'm like, no, I can do it. Oh no, I can't. Let, let, yeah. Let's get this help. <laughs> let's but, get this yeah. help in, you know? So it's, it's been that kind of a journey for me that I am embracing now. Um, and it's funny cause I can tell other people to get help. Yeah, I am quick to tell people like you need someone to help come in and get someone to help with cleaning the house or get someone to do this. I can give that advice all day long. I don't necessarily always take my own advice and have become really um, intentional about when I have those moments of resistance when asking for help to pause 
recognize where that's coming from, which yep. is ego, pride, yep. all of that. Yep. Um, and then kind of deconstruct that by actually asking and leaning into the, the space of asking for help. Yeah, I think that's really good. So a couple of quick things. First of all, shout out to, to Damon, because I think that's a, you know, I think that's a big part of, especially if you're in the context of a partnership, married or otherwise, mm-hmm. having the support of someone who will either support you in asking for help or actually push you to ask for help. And that can be partnership. As I just said it, I'm looking at you because we're recording, um, looking at each other over Zoom. And I think that can be a friendship partnership. Anybody Uh who can help you to one, acknowledge and say, and have a safe space to say, I don't have it all together or to be like, hey, I see you struggling. Let's get you some help. Let's bring in support or what have you, or offer it themselves without even asking you. So I think that's a blessing. Mm -hmm. But the other thing I wanted to push a little bit and ask is, or, or ask and comment a little bit is about the piece around where you said, you know, while you are growing in this area, you still struggle a little bit. And while I think I've done a really good job I know that I've struggled too. And what I thought about was, I think where it's harder to ask for help are in the places where, again, back to just maybe this is pride and ego, just feeling like, well, you know what? I could just, if I just do it, it's going to be better if I do it. Listen, right. Yes. So I'm a, I'm a outsource my house cleaning yep. all day. All I never clean my house again. I mean, ever I right here. I'm going to always prioritize it. It will be prioritized before hair, mm-hmm. prioritized before eating out. And I love both of those things. My house cleaning, I, I'm never cleaning my house for ever. real, for real like that ever again. Yeah, right there with you. And and so I'm. that's easy for me to do. Mm-hmm. One, I've been blessed with the resources to do it and have been able to prioritize that. So I don't take that for granted that that's something that I um, am able to do. But also I'm like, y'all do a better job than me anyway. So the end result is sort of a win-win, but I do think it gets trickier where you might want to ask, I don't know, maybe it's even your partner or a friend to do something related to your kids or something at work, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, you need to delegate, which is a form of asking for help, Mm -hmm. but you've already counted out the people that could be there to help you because you're like, I can do it better. Anyway. I can do it. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that comes into play. I know for me, and that's the place where I try to push myself, like really, really push myself and say, okay, that could be true. Right. Mm-hmm. But at what cost? Mm-hmm. So yes, you, you likely in many situations are the best person to do it for a lot of reasons. You have the direct skill set. It's your actual job, or these are your actual children who you spend right. time with exactly. all the time. Exactly. But if it comes at the expense of your mental well-being in a season or your physical well-being, because you're so overburdened, is it really worth it? And that's yeah. where I think the work comes in for me. Yeah. It's just trying to push myself to say, okay, you don't have to do everything and everything doesn't have to be done your way. That's, and I think that's the key, right? I've literally have just had to get over myself in in a few areas 
and say, it doesn't have to happen exactly the way you imagine it to happen, Kalia, because you gain a Mm. whole set of time in your life back when you delegate and hand this over. And, And ultimately, if you're clear about the end goal, what's the end product? What's the end thing that you want? If you can be clear about that, who cares how they get there? Just let's get to the end. It doesn't have to be your route. Right. And I think that's, um, so that's key is just like letting go. And that's a part of the controlling piece. And, and that I think, you know, our personalities both carry. (laughs) Wait, who are you talking about? You're not talking about me. Yes, I am. (laughs) That's why we get along. Thanks. No, you're right. You you called me out on that one. But, there is that but it's piece. true. It yeah. is. There's it that is. like, I want to control because I can see how it can happen and I can see how it can, you know, go extremely well and I can see the path. And, and sometimes it's letting go of the control. Um, something that I had to chuckle on that you said, and it made sense for me is like, you know, okay, I'll pay to have my house clean all day long. Like, yes. I thank, thank you, Lord, for the resources. I recognize that even the ability to do that comes sure. out of a, a space of privilege. And I'm very, very grateful to be able to have that opportunity. But what's so interesting, as you were saying it, it dawned on me, it's a lot easier for me to ask for help and rely on help from the people that I don't necessarily know who are not <laughs> close to me. It's a lot harder to ask for help from the people who are very close to me. Mm. And I don't like, I've never, you know, Hey, maybe this is, maybe this is a topic for my therapist the next time we meet. I don't know, but it's like, that's something um, interesting of, I have zero hesitation um, now of like talking to my cleaning lady or talking to other like, Hey, can you do X, Y, and Z? I really need your help here. Can you add a little bit this week or whatever? But to turn around and it be someone close within my circle or my network, um, it it takes a minute to like gather the courage to ask for help. And maybe it comes out of what if they say no? Mm. Yeah. What what do you think? Yeah. So I think I think that's really interesting. I'm sitting here just just sort of reflecting on that. And so I think that I've that's a place where I think I've also grown and am more comfortable letting, um, and it's probably a select few folks. So I I don't think that it's necessarily like everybody in my family or everybody in my friend circle, I'm going to reach out to. I think there has to be for me, um, a level of, uh, intimacy is the word that comes to mind for Mm -hmm. me where we are regularly in some sort of connection about, life and about what's happening and about what's going on. And I don't have the burden of calling you to say, explain the situation, right? Give you all of the backstory and the context and then be like, oh, and by the way, Mm -hmm. can I help? But because the people that I am in those close, intimate relationships with know what's going on. And what I have found is when you start to rely on people and allowing them, which is kind of taking this conversation a little bit in a different direction, you're allowing people to share their gifts with you, which Mm -hmm. is ultimately what it is. Mm -hmm. When you allow people to do that and you do that for other people, 
it becomes a little bit more natural. So if I'm sharing and we're talking and I'm letting you know what's going on with myself or with, with my family members, because of the intimacy that we have, more than likely you are like, what do you need, right? Mm-hmm. Or we even go a level deeper where you're already getting out in front of the things that I need. Yep. Um, I have had girlfriends, um, close, close girlfriends, like come pull up to my house and be like, I'm taking your kids today because you and Charles need this, mm-hmm. right? I didn't ask. I was in that particular example that I'm thinking about was actually too exhausted to ask. Actually knew I need help today. I'm too tired. I can't even think of what help. I can't even think about, right. And and she just shows up. And so I think that um, it is being in these really just deepening your relationships and real connection with people so that it is not the help does not feel burdensome to either of you because that's the other part of asking for help that I know it's really hard for people especially if you're the kind of person who is a giver 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 yeah I don't actually put myself in that category so much I think I'm a giving person but that's not necessarily my nature I have really good girlfriends who are givers who have a really hard time receiving Mm-hmm. because they are just so used to being in the space that they do for others. And so I think it's just, you know, kind of just being in connection, really understanding and knowing what's going on with your folks. Like, That's right. That's right. When you call somebody and like, how you doing? And it's always like, oh, I'm good. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's, like, it's probably not because we all are going to go through some stuff at, at some point. Yes. At some point. And it, I think it's just really knowing your people and being and offering your gifts to them so that they can be in a space of being able to receive. And then when it's their turn, right, to give, which they want to do, mm-hmm. um, you can be in a position to receive that mm-hmm. as well. So I'm not even going to take us down the road that that you just opened <laughs> I up know, because I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's good, and I think it's a whole separate episode because there's this um, when you're talking about this idea of those who give, 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 and give but can never receive. Like I immediately think about so what are the structures in our lives that create this space that allows us to just give everything of who we are, but Mm. then make us feel guilty about receiving or close off ourselves to receiving. And I really think like that's, that's personal, but I also think it's systemic um, because there are spaces that, that teach and train give, do, give, give, do, and don't worry about you. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. You'll, you'll be taken care of on the back end of it. And it's like, no, 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 no. Um, but there's so much there. We're not even going to unpack that. Yeah, that's a good one. Next question. Cause we're, we're going to put that another. in the Google doc. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Next, next episode might be on this one. Um, that was good. That was really good. So let's certainly put a, put yeah, a, pin, we need to in put a pin in that one. Um, and if you're listening and connected to us on social media, just hit us up and let us know if that's something you really want to want yes. us to explore further. <laughs> we are happy to do so. Yes. But one question before we wrap up, because we only have a few more minutes, I would be very interested to hear what kind of help have you sought and received that was just like completely transformative for your life? 
Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I mentioned one already that the house cleaning one is um, has really transformed my life. And I would say particularly with the current um, house cleaners we have, shout out to Rebecca, who is amazing but I it has truly so of course it frees up your time mm-hmm. and you don't it's you know they come every two weeks it's the kind of deep cleaning that you don't need to then figure out like when we're we gonna clean the bathrooms on Saturday and we're gonna change all you know change things out switch the linens all that kind of stuff but it is um it allows me when I come into my house mm-hmm. and it is clean and things are put away. I am in a different headspace. I am calmer. I'm talking to my kids differently, probably yep. talking to my husband differently. I am not triggered. I have used started using that word a little bit more to describe the feeling I have when I walk in the house after a long day, mm-hmm. you know, after running errands and things are just a mess. Like mm-hmm. I'm triggered. Yep. And this having a cleaner come and take care of those things. And for a period of time, like we're pretty good for like a solid week or so. Right. I'm just in a different headspace and it actually impacts every other part of my life. So I find that to be a hundred percent transformative. And then the other piece has been for me asking for help with childcare. Mm, so just you know at first I think it was more out of what I deemed as okay it's really a necessity like I have something for work yeah I have to travel and Charles is not available or or whatever but now I do it not in the pandemic as much because obviously things got a little bit complicated but before that I might say I want to go out with a couple of girlfriends for drinks or Mm -hmm. I want to run an errand by myself and of course, I'm checking with my husband first because we live together and we're right. co-parenting. And so <laughs> exactly. he's naturally the person. And if he can't do it, sometimes that use actually frustrate me and, and breed a little bit of resentment, if mm-hmm. I'm being honest, especially if I felt like we were in a space of, well, I, w- I have this thing I want to do, but your thing that you've decided you're going to do is more important in this yeah. moment. And so then I'm back home with the kids. And I was like, finally, I was like, that's kind of silly. Like, let's just, let's bring somebody else in the mix so we can both do the things that we both want to deem are important. And Um, so it doesn't matter to me if it's work or you want to play golf or I want to get my nails done. mm -hmm. I'm quick to text my sitter like, hey girl, are you available for two hours between 12 and two? All I need you to do is X, Y, and Z. And when she writes back, like, oh, I'm good, girl, like the most liberating feeling ever (laughs) for the simplest things. Yeah. And so for me, that brings me such like a deep sense of joy when Mm -hmm. I'm able to, to have people who help me take care of the people in my life that can't take care of themselves. And then I get freed up to do other things that make me really happy or bring me joy or are a necessity in that moment. So I would say those two are examples for me of things that I think have asking for help and being okay with asking for it um, have transformed my life. How about you? Nice. Um, Yeah. So I'll say yes. And uh, definitely yes to the 
having someone clean the house, right? Getting a cleaning service. They are phenomenal. Um, they've been with me for a, a good few years. I guess it's been five years now. Um, and it's just been wonderful. When I think back to uh, getting married, moving into our home, our previous home, and like doing all the cleaning and the amount of time it took me to, because I like a clean house. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to smell and feel like it has been truly clean. So for me to do that on my own, the, the number of hours spent, oh, yeah. but not even the number of hours spent doing it, they're recovering because I'm tired and no one wants to cook after that or do anything. Right. So now to, um, have help that does that for me every other week and we're good. Like you we're good. We're good through a good week, week and a half. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that became just completely transformative for me. And actually I think that was the opening up to different forms of help for me, opening up and being okay to different forms of help. Um, another uh, way that I've, I've sought help and received it that transformed my whole world was when I had Ethan, our second son, um, and Thomas was two, we actually had someone come in on the weekends and she would cook for me for the week. Mm. And so while I am nursing this newborn and doing all of this stuff, I didn't have to think about preparing meals from scratch. I mean, that woman changed my whole life in a very crucial time. Mm. And she was a nanny and she, you know, this was just something that she did when she heard we were having a second child. She's like, okay, you all need help. So, and it was really like, let me help you. And, and, um, and in doing and saying, yes, it was just exactly what I needed for that season to be present for both of my children, um, and to just be able to enjoy being mom to a toddler and a newborn and not be crazed with that, the chaos that that brings in and of itself, plus kind of, you know, let's cook for everyone that whole deal. So she was like, but not so let me back up. She cooked for us and then she ironed like all the clothes and stuff for the week. So she would iron all mm. the clothes for the kids, iron all the clothes for me, iron all the clothes. Like it was like heaven. And it was just literally like, whoa, who knew I needed it? But it just made that season and in time of transition um healthier for me. I yeah. I, I really yeah. do because I knew during the time after um having Ethan kind of battled with baby blues and I was like, yeah, this is, this might be a little more closer to postpartum depression than just baby blues. But if I hadn't had that kind of help, I'm like, wow, where would I have gone, um, in that season, right. With my own mental health where, and so that help I think was wonderful. Um, so, and then the third help that I will say has been completely transformative. We moved my mom out here to help us in 2019. Mm. My God, my God, that <laughs> is by far yes the most transformative help that has just changed my whole life. It's changed the way that I am able to work and do kind of the professional side. It's changed the way I'm able to lean into ministry more and mm. do that and be present for the kids like that hands down 
Yeah, that was that was like the best decision ever in life um, that we made because having her here with us is just the biggest help that has totally transformed my yeah, life. Yeah, that is a blessing. And I do a really good job of not trying to envy my friends <laughs> um, and to celebrate their wonderful blessings. But I will tell you that I am often saying, especially when we moved uh, to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and moved away from Atlanta, where we didn't have um, a lot of biological family, but all of our folk became family. It was very clear to me, like people are meant to live yep. in village. That's right. Right. So that's right. the whole African proverb is not just this you know, fun thing to say. Like mm-hmm. it does take a village to raise the child. It takes a village to sustain a marriage. It takes a village to be whole, like to do all of those things. And I think that really what you just described, and I know we've, we've talked a lot about things we paid for, and we, we certainly have acknowledged that we can speak out of a place of privilege. But I think that last point for me sort of wraps it all up nicely. Um, and it is this idea of being able to be in community with people who help to make your life go and help you remain healthy and your best self. And, um, you know, my wish and prayer for myself is that I'm able to be that and to be able to see where friends and where family members need, and I'm able to step in Mm -hmm. and be the help as well. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think it's a bit of like, how do we get better at asking for help Mm -hmm. and how do we do a better job of showing up and being the help that we know? know people in our lives need and so I think I think that was um I love that you wrapped up with your mom because that's what that sort of reminded me of is that's exactly what what you have and and what a gift um it is so Mm -hmm. oh my goodness another good conversation I'm I'm hoping you all are enjoying this self-care series which honestly we didn't necessarily plan for it to be a series per se, which is Mm -hmm. one of the wonderful things about this podcast and this time that we get to spend together. Um, And it it has been so timely. And we all know that just by watching the news and hearing so much of what's been going on and some of the great examples we've been getting by some of our younger uh, Black sisters. That's right. uh, Which has been great. But I wanted to close us out um, with a prayer that I found. And it really struck me because I think that all of what we talked about with self-care, but particularly this idea of help that for me, um, and I dare to say for Kalia as well, because of the life of faith that we both live and the way that we are centered and grounded, ultimately all of our help comes from God. Mm -hmm. That that is the ultimate source. That's right. And so when I found this prayer, it really struck me. It convicted me a little bit in church. We say, oh, except on my toes a bit. Um, But I think that's a good thing because it is a reminder of the source and what we really need to be doing uh, in terms of self-care. So it's called a prayer for Mm self-care. And it says, dear God, thank you for taking care of me, even when I forget to pray. Please forgive me that I let my busy life take the best of me and that I barely take a break to say a prayer or even rest. 
please forgive me for trying to do everything by myself instead of leaning on you for strength and guidance. Lord, I'm exhausted and, I, and so I've come to you for rest. Please give me rest and help me to be gentle with myself. Teach me to slow down and cast my burdens onto you. Guide me to rest and meditate on your word for your word is food for my soul. Let it fill me and refresh my spirit. Thank you for your love and your goodness in my life. Amen. Thank you for listening to the journey.